Uh, I'm recording on this now. Go ahead and hit on that. Okay. All right. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's me, Cece. I'm here live. We're on podcast. Uh, my name is All Things Entertainment, so you guys can add me on the Anchor app. What's your name on the Anchor app? I already forgot what I put on there. <laughs> God damn it. I have to get back to you. I'll, type, I'll put it in there. And I'm I'm Alex. Hi. <laughs> Tell them what you do, Alex. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm in the Marine Corps. Uh, I work on Camp Pendleton, 1st Intel Battalion. Uh, let's see what else. I mean, that that is just the gist of it. I deal with the like weather issues on the Marine Corps. I'm a me talk guy. <laughs> so. I know. What's the name of this place? What the restaurant? Yeah. I got one. I could check on the phone, but would that interrupt the thing? No, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. It's Android. <laughs> Let's see. All right. So, what is the wrong app? Let's see. Uh, bloody hell. Uh, Mons Mediterranean Grill. Mons Mediterranean. Is it still yeah. on? You gotta check the. Click on it. Yep, and yep, it's still, still going. Hey. And Hoffman, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, right. this food is good. Greek yeah. food is good. Mediterranean as a whole, a lot of the crap in there is like shish kebab and stuff like that. So that means it's like mostly like Persian origin. Okay. And hey, look who, who joined. Who? He's gonna tell we're not doing jujitsu. Who? Chang. So, I mean, that's <laughs> like, do I care? <laughs> so, I don't know. Nori, how do you want to start off? Okay. First of all, there's a lot of stuff that has been going on recently. And we're going to get into some of those topics a little bit later. But I it's wanted a podcast, to, jackass. Sorry. I wanted to talk to you about what we were talking about the other day. Specifically, cultural appropriation. <laughs> And what do you think about cultural appropriation? Like, for one, um, Mexicans opening a, uh, not Mexicans, uh, white women a, opening up a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. I, uh, white people open up a, a Mexican restaurant. What are your thoughts on that? I actually have sort of a more conservative view on this, but I honestly, I think cultural appropriation is a, is a white, it's, it's a, it's first world privilege complaining about it. What? First world privilege complaining about it. Like, so if you really go, want to go back into the, like the foundation of anything like that, uh, I would say, I can't see you. Yeah, I would say that, uh, like all food has been diversified and appropriated That's from true. different locations, like pasta and like basically if you use rice in your food, you're appropriating from Asia at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, so white, I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't like rice. They suffer like people on the keto diet or some crap like that, you know. <laughs> but they probably still like it and they miss it. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm, it, when you talk about like, I mean, beyond that, I don't really have words for this specific issue. Issue. So you feel like it's okay for them to open up a Mexican restaurant? It's a free country. They probably don't think it well. Um. <laughs> I've been to some that they've been open up, and they're not Mexicans cooking Mexican food. Let me just say, it's bad food. <laughs> Usually, it'll be Mexicans working in the kitchen anyway. They just open the restaurant. Not the one that I went to. Oh, really? 
I do like the way. Uh, On base, I'm not gonna say any names. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think it's funny that I've I've heard like uh, people from Wisconsin say Mexican food like tacos. Oh, I love tacos. <laughs> oh, and those nachos. Are those nachos? Oh, I love nachos. And those tortillas. Those tortillas are so fresh. <laughs> mm. You can always say like Peter Griffin. Pajitas. Mm -hmm. Yes, I need 3,000 chicken pajitas, please. <laughs> what? 3,000 chicken pajitas. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. well. Traveling. I could go on forever about traveling. Mm -hmm. I've been to 13 countries. All before I was in the military, except for Japan and the Philippines. And most people that join the Marines, they'll talk about their stories about the Mew and how they visited like, like what, like 18, 20 countries in a, in like an eight month period of time or a 12 month period of time. Mm. Yeah. But that wasn't me. I haven't done anything crazy like that. Must be nice. <laughs> Is that the folk life? Um. Or anyone. It's. It's anyone. If you get attached to a Mew, um, and like, it'll be a group on a Mew. You'll have like the infantry. You have the ground combat element. You have the air combat element. You'll have uh, the logistical element. Mm -hmm. But there will be support staff for all three of those. So if you get lucky, you get lucky. You get attached to Mew. You travel all over the place. It's kind of cool. Uh, I wish I could get the chance. Maybe I still will. I don't know. Though. Have you been sending Latin countries? Yes. Um, when I was in college. Well, I'll backtrack. The first, like, my first fiance. Um, half her family was from Mexico. And I went to visit her family twice. In Guadalajara, Mexico. Which is a beautiful place, by the way. Mm. Um, I the, that in mind because I'm scared of Mexico. This, so... As long as you're not in the border area, thank you. As long as you're not in the border area of Mexico, you're—I don't want to say you're like safe, safe, and like you still don't want to do—you don't want to act stupid no matter where you go in Mexico. But I mean, it's a city; you have to worry about like city-oriented crime. So if you go to like a a crime-infested neighborhood, of course something bad could potentially or probably will happen to you. But for the most part, you stick to the touristy areas. You go with somebody who knows the area; you'll be fine. Yep. I've been to Dominican Republic. I've been to Cozumel, Mexico. Um, I went to Puerto Rico. I kind of took a sabbatical from everybody. And my mom was freaking out. Hi. Hi. How's it going? I'm sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> Thank you. So I'll, I'll have a period of time where I'll never forget again. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of, you know. Yeah, I got you. That's his roommate Janet, you guys. <laughs> We're on a podcast. It's Annette. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Oh, no, just how good the food was. Like, I Mexican food in Mexico, I mean, it goes kind of goes without saying, but it's so much better. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's so much more diverse than what you would think would, too. Like, each region in Mexico... Um, has its own specialty like they'll they'll have like a regional dish and a lot of the ones in uh, guadalajara are all like like soups like they're really big on pozole and different kinds of soup like that a lot of seafood stuff too it's really good 
like when you go to a Mexican restaurant, you get like a couple of different, you, know, you know, you have tacos, burritos, enchiladas. Yeah. What else do you get? A typical Mexican restaurants. I had nachos in Mexico. Hmm. And I got sick for two months, even though it was bomb. Hmm. I don't regret it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got so bad food poisoning in Mexico uh, when I was there. But what I was going to say, though, is like, usually when you go to a Mexican restaurant, all the things that you see are usually like to a particular region of Mexico. So like when you go to a Mexican restaurant, they pull it all together to make the menu. Um, oh, but yeah, my, my food, uh, my food poisoning when I got there, I had, I had like horrible, horrible diarrhea and a massive fever. And I felt like I was going to die. I, I remember had a just, bad fever. I remember I just curled into a ball and I was shivering and I was covered by a bunch of blankets. And I was telling my, my fiance at the time, just like, let me die. Just let me <laughs> die. I don't want to be. <laughs> um, we actually had to pull over. Yeah. Coming back from Mexico, I forgot where we pulled over. I think it was Key West because someone got so sick, they ended up going to the hospital. And then another person was wasted. It was like an <laughs> underage kid. And as soon as we got to Mexico, it was liquor all over the place. <laughs> mm. What else can I say about Mexico? Mm. They had like, where I was at in Cozumel, they had oysters everywhere because I guess pearls are a big thing in that region. Mm. The water was beautiful. It was like blue, 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 like really blue. And I could just see into the water. I could see all the Nemo fish. It was <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Clownfish. <laughs> You're a clownfish, right? You're supposed to be funny. Um, <laughs> I went to Chihuahua, which is northern Mexico. A long time ago, but I don't really remember it. I just remember uh, on the way back from it, it. The side story to that is my sister was married to a Mexican dude, and uh, he, uh, what you call it? His family's from Chihuahua. We went there for the wedding or the reception, and I, I just I don't remember anything about it except they had a they had like a mini uh, what do you call it? What are those stupid little dog? Chihuahua. A Chihuahua. <laughs> they had like a Chihuahua farm from Chihuahua. They had a farm of Chihuahua dogs, like a, one Why of his uncles. Why does bread taste like cigarettes? I, I'm not having the same sensation you are, I guess. I guess they just burned the backside. It tastes good to me. What? <laughs> I know you want my food. <laughs> I probably want you not the food. But yeah, with Puerto Rico, no offense to my Puerto Rican friends. I love you guys, but uh, it was a little bit ghetto. <laughs> Not a little bit, a lot of ghetto, even in tourist areas. In the nicer areas, it were supposed to be nicer areas. But in San Juan, like old San Juan, I love it. It's very pretty. But it pretty much looks like St. Augustine or like any other country, like Cuba, Dominican Republic. Any Caribbean country. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, But then they have the, like where the conquistadors went, they have the same shit in St. Augustine. I'm like, are you kidding me? Just not the St. Augustine and seen this, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I had a, I had a fun time. It, I've been to the other Latin countries. I've been to where I don't actually. I don't think that. Yeah, they don't definitely don't like to call themselves Latin. Is the uh, Argentina like they don't like to associate themselves with the rest of Europe? They like they actually kind of brag about how they. They uh, think they're Italian. Yeah, well, they like, are. They are actually uh, by blood. 
couple of different things. So, like the Spanish definitely settled there. It's a, it is the main language, but in the what's it, what was it? So, right before it's an interesting thing to see actually, because like right before and during World War II, a bunch of Jewish people from Europe fled there mm-hmm. and were accepted as refugees. And right, it's accurate, right? Well, I know it's accurate. Uh, <laughs> but right after, uh, a bunch of people who supported Mussolini and Hitler from Germany and Italy also flooded the country. So when you actually walk around, you'll see like pro-Zionist uh, graffiti on a on a like a on the walls, but you also see pro-Nazi graffiti on the walls. It's it's just weird. Like the same wall will have like an argument going back and forth sometimes. All in Spanish. <laughs> but it is a beautiful country. It's uh, the birthplace of tango music. So, you know, food's good. It's very different than Mexican food, though. It's like, it's European-esque. Lots mm-hmm. of breads, lots of cheeses. Uh, yeah, Paraguay's like that, too. Lots of, lots of beef, but that's just because they, they, have, they can sustain a lot of, like, uh, cow-oriented mm-hmm. agriculture. It's like, yeah, I have family from Paraguay and Argentina on my dad's side. His dad. Shout out to all my family in, in Argentina. Um, mi familia in Argentina, la familia Jimenez. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's primarily what they eat. Like in Paraguay, there's a lot of cheeses. And, you know, this meat. They just like to grill yeah. stuff. There's good food, man. Mm-hmm. It's very... Not, not 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 just the consistency, like what the food consists of. Have you been to the um, Argentine place in Little Italy in San Diego? I haven't been to Little Italy. I haven't what? traveled that much here in San Diego. Like I like if it's not the Jiu Jitsu gym, I don't really. I don't <laughs> but really you're not exp- there now. Yeah, I'm not there now. <laughs> but if I don't, <laughs> if I don't go to, if it's not for the Jiu Jitsu gym, I, I I have a hard time going to it because like. It, my weekends is pretty much the only time I regularly go to jiu-jitsu, and a lot of the time I'm like, hey, I want to go check out the headquarters gym in L.A. or San Diego. you know. But then after what I'm usually so exhausted, I, I'll, I'll beach hop on the way down mm-hmm. just to sightsee because I hate driving long distances without stopping. Mm-hmm. Stop at a beach, look at it for a little bit, take a deep breath, and then hop back in my car and go back on the road. The only reason why I'm here is because I had court today. So I didn't go to class, but other yeah. than that, I'd be in class taking a test right now because this is my important module. I'm doing my powers to arrest. Yeah, what other Latin countries have you been to? That's it. I mean, I stopped in uh, Chile, but that was like the airport, and it had like a day layover, so I just went to a restaurant there, and then that was it. There are some interesting things in Puerto Rico, though. Like El Yunque <laughs> is like a it's like a rainforest, and you can like go swimming in there. It's like outside. It's beautiful. It's like nothing like out like here. Like no one has service out there, so everyone isn't on their fucking phones. You're actually having a good time, and you're interacting with the people. Like the people in Puerto Rico are so beautiful, versus some of the people over here in the country out here. I'm like, why are they different from the people from the island? But whatever. I guess maybe it's an American thing. I don't know. Mm. One other thing about Argentina, I was in an area called Mendoza. And um, aside from the vineyards that it's it's known for, it's uh, it has a mountain called Aconcagua, mm-hmm. which is the tallest mountain in the Americas. Mm. And a lot of uh, there's a graveyard at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And the the tour guide that was there told us Is that about the how the valley of death. No, 
No, no, no. That's a that's in. I thought it was in Bolivia. But that that long road where it's like. Is it? Yeah, but no. So apparently, a lot of people who can't afford to go to the Himalayas and don't want to train and don't want to do any research to the type of thing, but think I can climb Aconcagua. <laughs> go there and die trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they'll they'll talk about how. Uh, well, yeah, that's just it. They think because it's not the tallest mountain in the world. It's off, it's off by a lot. Like, there's, there's like six mountains in the Himalayas that are all taller than Aconcagua. But they don't have to train for it. And then a blizzard hits suddenly, and you're, you're not acclimated to the altitude and or something, you know. And there was a big-ass graveyard. Also, I think, a uh, funny other tidbit, but there's a river, like, leading up to the hill that I got to see. It, before, like, the, the final, like, ascent, but the, the final ascent is the only real ascent. Mm. Um, there's a river that runs through it, and there's a bridge going over it. Apparently, that's where, uh, was it Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt filmed this, a scene for seven years in, the, in Tibet. Mm-hmm. i never even seen the movie, but I've seen that scene after I heard about that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've been to some place not really known for anything. But, hey, Brad Pitt was here. <laughs> <laughs> that's always cool. Yeah. The rest of my travels have all been around Asia. Well, actually, that's not even true. I went to Spain, uh, which is... Did you take a nap with everybody? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> they closed down all the businesses and but took a nap? Not in Madrid. It's, uh, Madrid, I mean, it's a metropolis. You can't stop a city from moving. But like when I went to Arajuez, Arajuez I have to say with the, mm-hmm. the Spanish belief. It's a very small town, and you hear construction stop at like 2 p.m. for like three hours. That'd be amazing. And then... And then it starts up again at like five thirty, so they'll work, they'll work an eight hour day, but they'll take a they'll eat a fucking big ass lunch. Excuse me, I shouldn't cut so much, but um, they'll they'll eat a gigantic meal and then they'll take a nap for like an hour or two, and they get up, go back to work. That'd be kind of cool. I think I would be more productive in that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> and then in um, in Puerto Rico again, there's a place called Salinas in Puerto Rico. Everyone knows Salinas. Around like 5 p.m. Everybody just, it's like a, kind of like the harbor, excuse me, in Oceanside, and they have a bunch of boats and stuff, but mm-hmm. they just like turn up. They turn the fuck up and they have a party and good time. Like people love to fucking party in the islands, let me tell you, especially in Puerto Rico. I was there on a Tuesday. These motherfuckers would not stop partying throughout the week. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're still, because they have this energy shit called gasolina. It's kind of like the eight hour you know, energy shot. That has some some Gasolina? kind of Mexican supplement in it. Something. Oh my gosh, <laughs> these people were lit. It's like a little ounce of meth. Hey, you guys want to party a little harder? <laughs> but the food is good there. Mm. Really salty, but it's good. Giggity. Um, and they have a place you can kayak with a... It lights up the little animals in the water, like light up the fish or whatever. <laughs> we have that out here too. You said you've been to Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been to Dominican Republic. Do you know, the, I'm just about Puerto Rico. Do you know about the cockies? The cockies? Yeah, mm-hmm. the little frogs. I thought that was yeah. fascinating when I heard about that. Well, they actually, people, they say, you know, that when the Spaniards came, they killed all the Tainos in the islands. That's bullshit. Hmm. They actually have a summer camp, which I want to send my daughter to. And in the summer camp, they do it like in a rainforest in Puerto Rico. And they learn how to, you know, they learn about their Taino culture and stuff. Hmm. So That's really cool. I definitely want to send my daughter on that trip. Hmm. But I didn't spend much time I spent in Spain. That trip, I went to France for the majority of it. I went to Spain mm-hmm. for like three days, four days. Mm-hmm. It was just mo- like 
if you ever decide to travel to uh, to Europe, there's a place like you gotta see Paris just because it's Paris. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people go go and are let down because everyone's an asshole and they think all French people are assholes. But <laughs> here's the thing: all of France hates the people from Paris. It's kind of funny. But as soon as you leave Paris, everyone starts getting super nice. And I went to a city called Lourdes, which and it's on the border between Spanish and France. Mm-hmm. So the Spanish name is Lourdes, uh, and it's like the third or fourth or fifth. Actually, it's a little further down the line. Doesn't matter. It's it's a really gigantic cathedral, and uh, it has a river running through it. And like they, I guess they bless the, you know, it's being a Catholic city, Catholic town. Um, they bless the whole river. So like. When I went through it, it, you just see thousands and thousands of people like going to, excuse me, to bathe in the river. River, and I get guess, I get, I guess, get blessed by it. There's so many nuns that go because you can tell they're, they're wearing the nun crap, you know. So it was it was humbling. It was nice. It's a beautiful place to go. Nestled in the mountains, it's a nice view. I don't know. Once once land people have a you know a belief, it's a belief. Like there's, it's interesting. There's actually this uh, lake. I think it's in Peru. And anyone that lays by that lake, their baby turns out like a mermaid. So that actually happened to this lady and she was on TV, like on Oprah and some other TV channel. And they had to pay for an operation for the baby to get, you know, the legs separated. Like he was, she was pregnant? She was born like a mermaid, a baby. She was pregnant when she went there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's that that's was the belief of the. Yeah, it's probably just radioactive or some crap, and just fucks up the fetuses. Maybe <laughs> you know? that's a that's a good possibility. But yeah. moving on to Asia, hmm? this far travel. Or you know, oh no, I'm um, just move on to the next topic. Wait, um, because I went to Dominican Republic. Yeah, I had a blast there. Let yeah. me say it's. Once you go to, like, the tourist areas, it's beautiful, but I wouldn't recommend going to places you don't know. Like, when I went to Puerto Rico, I was like, I'm not going out past a certain time at night. If it's, like, past 6 o'clock, I'm not going out. That's probably so, smart in I told my friend, I was really like, I'm not, I'm not going out at nighttime. Hmm. Not that things can't happen in broad daylight, because my friend's dad got shot in broad daylight in Puerto Rico. Hmm. He got into an argument with this guy at the bar, and the guy just pulled a shotgun out from his car and came Jeez. back and shot him. Yeah. Those islands are—they're brutal, and you know they don't. Yeah, I've like I want to, I want to vacation sometime in the Caribbean if I can, but I'm looking up like the safest island. That's the first thing I Google is like what. There's no safe island. No, supposedly like the French-owned islands, which makes sense to me, like Martinique in uh, San Martin, that the crime rates are like almost non-existent, although, well. Violent Somali- crime. Somalian pirates. <laughs> oh, that's that's the wrong side of the world. It's still in the Caribbean. They travel everywhere though. They, uh, the they tend to they tend to stick in the uh, the Horn of Africa. I mean, it's... I don't know. They said they were in some island. <laughs> Someone's writing me. Mm. Trip advisor. No, someone wrote me on Snapchat. Oh. Mm. I'm gonna end that live because I need to. Marianne, what does she want? Oh yeah, but the Asian countries I've been to. Just a blast here because I guess we got to move on to the next topic. But, mm-hmm. uh, Japan, Korea, Thailand, Taiwan, and the Philippines. All beautiful in their own way. Uh, I never really got to see the best of Japan. I uh, 
like when I was I was stationed in Okinawa for three years, and it's it Japan itself, Okinawa itself is very beautiful. It's an incredible country. It's an incredible island, I should say. Uh, the people are unbelievably friendly. It's it's kind of shocking. It makes me in Okinawa. In Okinawa, um, well, Japan has a whole bit in Okinawa. Yeah, because I I did go. You know, you can't see a whole lot in airports, but I went to all four of the major airports in Japan on my travels to the Philippines. So, so like what you were going so to Okinawa. Oh, no, um, mainland Japan. So Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and there was one more. Not a lot of people doing. There was one more. There was one more airport I know I stopped in and out of once. I can't remember the name though. But yeah, but so you can get a good decent vibe of the people though, mm-hmm. you know. And all the I've never met like an asshole Japanese person. <laughs> Maybe when they're drunk, but that's that's about only it. out in America. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um. But yeah, when like I said, the islands like to party in DR. Mm. They um, they uh, well, I guess all the islands when there's a funeral instead of them, instead of them wearing black, they were white. I know in Dominican Republic they were white for nine days. I don't know the other islands how they work. But um, yeah, the food is amazing there, man. I'm telling you, I was staying at my grandmother, um, my my dad's mom's house. Because my other grandmother passed away on my mom's side, and I was there for a funeral. As soon as I woke up, she had breakfast cooked for me, like fresh cocoa beans, hot chocolate, bread freshly made, like hmm. just baked, <laughs> everything fresh, milk from the cow, like fresh. <laughs> they would not let me starve. <laughs> That's something about I miss about my grandmother. I would never, That's something never I, go hungry, ever. I feel like it's really intrinsic in, like, all Hispanic cultures is that, like, if you're visiting someone's house, they're like, hey, we got we got food for you. Even if it's not a lot. I visited, like, some of my cousins when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And, like, all they would have was available if I complained I was hungry and then I felt bad for complaining later on. But, like, it would be like a tortilla and a hot dog. You know, microwaved up, put some ketchup on it. <laughs> <laughs> or some, uh, some cholula on it, cholula sauce. What, in your family's house, or? Yeah. Well, one of my cousins. No, my mom would. I got so many my cousins. My grandma would give you a full course meal, like salad. Mm. My grandmother. The meat, rice, and beans. You have to have avocado with everything. Montgomery, my French grandmother. Hmm. Like, apparently she never cooks like this for my, my grandfather, but every time I go, every single meal, breakfast included, somehow managed to be like a four course type of thing, like... Eggs, bacon, uh, pancakes, uh, French bread with uh, different kinds of like European jams and jellies and cheeses and like I I can't go for more than two or three days because I will gain an insane amount of weight and then my grandfather like takes it as a a personal challenge to like have a bigger size steak every time I go I remember one one time they had these like six inch steaks that he like he grilled to perfection with like his uh, his special stove that he has. They always have like expensive wine. His liquor cabinet's obscene. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my cousin is uh, right now. He's stationed in Italy, but he's moving back to the states. And every time I talk to him, because he's in Florence, Italy, I'm like, "What are you doing, cousin?" He's like drinking some good wine. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I'm in Amsterdam. I'm in Germany." I'm like, "You bastard." <laughs> I'm like, how's life? He's like, I'm living that good army life puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about jumping ship to the army. 
just yeah. to honestly just to try to get a see if I could get deployed in a, or stationed in Europe. It's not worth giving up the title, but man, it's tempting as shit. <laughs> but they'll love you. They'll be yeah. oh my god, you are marine. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure some will be like that. Others would be like, you ain't shit. You know. So, what do you think is like dating here versus other countries? Um. I'm not, I'm probably not the best person to ask you about this as a whole anyway, because like any of the longer relationships I was in before I got married, uh, like it just sort of happened. Like I, like I would try to go date, like try to date somebody or try to ask somebody out, and it was always like flat, fall flat on my face. And then I would be working with somebody or going to school with somebody who I didn't even realize like liked me, and I'll be like, oh, oh, okay, cool, and then we just be together for a month or two months or. Or, uh, you mean like, like a year with in other in other countries? Uh, here, here, here. So yeah. you never dated oh, another actually, country. I'm sorry. I was thinking about. I was thinking about this one strangely. So it's way too easy in Korea. <laughs> I'll say that. That's like, what, what about China? Have you ever been to no. China? Well, I told I told Alistair. I was like, if I were in an Asian country, they'd be all over me. And he's mm-hmm. like, no. If they are, it's because. The women ratio is lower. I'm like, I don't think so. If you go, if you I like, go to another country where I look different, you like what you can't have. So if something exactly. comes in, with, just, within reason. I mean, sometimes they're just like, I mean, yeah, and there's not a lot of fat people in China, but I don't think <laughs> if you were like 800 pounds, I don't think a lot of Chinese dudes would be not kind. Well, maybe I don't know. There is you never know. There is like something like five or six million more men than women in China. Really? So they, some of them might be kind of desperate. <laughs> I need to go try some China <laughs> before I get in. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's easier for American men to get what they want in Korea for the most part, just because it's kind of sad. But it's like we're it's like a weird version of racism where it's actually better to not be the the major race there because it's like. <laughs> Plus, you have your papers. It, I think it's like it, well, that's it. <laughs> well, actually, they don't want to leave Korea. They just want a white guy. And I'm white enough. Apparently, I think all Asians <laughs> want white. Yeah, it's like because I've given up on Asians because they all just want a white girl. Like I swear to God, there was this hot Asian guy on the train one time, and I was like, oh my God, he's hot as shit. I'm gonna go over there, and he automatically gravitated towards the white chick. I was like. Yeah, it it's an interesting thing because like in Korea, and I'm thinking it is kind of like the rest of Asia, a lot of Asia at least, is that uh, like it even within their own country, if you're darker, it's like less desired. Like, so you want the whiter thing, and like it's Korean, not like in the in the islands, nope. It's like yeah, it's well, I can't really speak for the the Caribbean at yeah, all. Yeah, you but, can't. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know at all. They love fucking darker women. Mm-hmm. If you look Indian, anything like that. I could just speak to Americans. It's they're like, opposite they're, of that they're like to get yes, African pussy. They're all about that. <laughs> Excuse my language, but it's much better than the other cultures. Y'all ain't got no seasoning, no flavor. No offense. You know it's what? It's hotter, other... it's better, all of that. I'm not even going to ask. Uh, that's uh, what the guys say. I'm just telling you what the guys think and say. That's what a, my friend, he's Puerto Rican. That's what he told me. He's like, I want everything Jamaican, Dominican, Cuban. I want to have a baby with each race. He loves women from the islands. Huh. Yeah. Once you got a taste, that's the only thing. 
totally different story. So, have you ever yeah. done dating apps? Yeah, dating people a couple. dating apps. I've never actually tried. I've never actually met up with anybody. I, I met on one though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't a, that wasn't a dating app though. I tried dating apps. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it didn't work for me because I'm still friends with a lot of people from Tinder, even females. <laughs> I used to use like when I first got here, I was using Tinder to meet females so that we could go out, <laughs> and then. Joke was on me when everyone at Camp Pendleton, where I worked at, they knew that I had a, a Tinder. Because at first, I, I didn't know that. I guess it goes by where you move, like your location. Yeah. And it I'm like... GPS tracker on there. Yeah, I didn't know that when I moved from Florida that it would still be working. That's the whole point of that. Was a, that was app. a new thing for me, yeah. you know? The point of the app was originally... I'm like the NSA, like, damn it. Can I find somebody <laughs> that wants to fuck within like a mile of me is what the, like the original purpose nah i wasn't thinking like that and then they told me what it was for but my friend ryan he's a marine he's like no it's not really for that it's for dating but people use it for the wrong things i mean i and when i hear like the hookup culture and how it was associated with apps that was the first hookup app it wasn't like that for me well yeah because you're a female and you get to be choosy that's true (laughs) (laughs) you're the gatekeeper uh uh I tried plenty of fish a long time ago, but I again I never had any success on it. Then again, I never really tried that hard either because although back in those days when I was like 18, 19, 20, I was super depressed all the time about a lot of different shit. So I signed up for it, but I couldn't remember my password, so I never used it. Plus, it, se- it seemed lame to me. I had like lesbian girls trying to hit me up, and I was like, no. <laughs> like they posed as men. Really? Yeah, and I was like, no, I'm looking for men. Thank you. Huh. Yeah, it, it ended up not working out. That's that's interesting. But Tinder definitely worked out for me. I dated a guy for like five months. He's a gunny right now. He's a <laughs> shout out to combat engineers. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. But uh, it didn't work out because he was pressuring me a lot about um, getting separated from my ex. But he has to understand it's not up to me. It's up to the court. Like, yeah, I'm legally separated. Well, now I get my nullity. But... He just couldn't wait it out, and I felt like he was going to break up with me. That's how I felt. So before he could break up with me, I broke up with him. And I guess it really, really hurt him because he just won't even talk to me at all. It's, I'm just, like, not to comment on your scenario at all. It's just my own personal dating. Like, I never met up with anybody on any of the apps I ever met. All the people I ever dated were, like, again, like, crap I met off of places I was or something. Mm. And... Hey, fuck you, Edwards. How you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was a pretty good guy. Even for Tinder, like to be from Tinder, he yeah. was a I like I miss him a lot. I'm not gonna lie. He used to wine and dine me. Like we would go to Cathino, have a good time. He would just take me on trips all the time. Like he was a gentleman. Open the door, close the door. He looked out for my family. He really looked out for me. It's just he was a little bit weird about certain things. Yeah. I didn't really know what was going on. And then I felt like <laughs> when he went to go, he went to do something for MSG. And then, uh, I don't know, it was weird. He went on an airplane and then he got off the airplane. He went somewhere and it looked like he was having dinner. Huh. And then uh, he was like, yeah, I'm getting on the airplane now. When I get back, we're going to move in together. I was like, okay, cool. We're making the next step. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's like when he got the place and he got out here, he basically tried to play me in front of my family and in front of my friend and was like, oh, God, no, I wouldn't move that fast. I love Jesus too much. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you're going to play me. So I broke up with him. Edwards, just to answer your question, uh, I'll get the tickets sometime tomorrow. Okay. What tickets? To medieval times. <laughs> well, you're not going. <laughs> uh, what um, do we got now? So I wanted to talk about marriage next. What aspects about it? Well, like, can let's, it work? Ta- let's talk about yours. So I'm in a How- forced long distance relationship. God damn it, Edwards, I'll talk to you later. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll uh, just talk. Uh, yeah, I'm in a forced long distance relationship because I. So I met my wife when I was living in Korea a long time ago. Uh, so I've known her for five, six, almost seven years. Uh, we didn't start dating until I got to Okinawa. But once we started dating, uh, we kind of came to like a focal point. I knew, realized I was like, either we're going to break up or we're going to get married because getting married is the only way to stay together, kind of sort of thing. And I didn't want to break up with her. So we got married, but then we started a long and painful and expensive fucking process of uh, of the immigration process. So, so how long has it been since you've actually been with her? A year and a month. A year and a month? Yeah. That's when you got married? Yeah. March, March of last year. Cause, wow. uh, no, cause like, uh, so you don't take leave to go see her? I did all the time when I was in Japan. But it's it's just it's the price is astronomical from here. I guess it's ridiculous. It's yeah, but you get it months in advance. Yeah, and I'm I'm probably I'm gonna try to go in October actually. That's uh, good. October maybe November, but yeah, uh, more than likely October because I want to see her for my birthday. Uh, yeah. Wait, that was when's a, your birthday? Twenty eighth. Oh yeah. Totally twenty eighth. You got a birthday similar to Gio's. Oh really? What what days Gio's? This is the 31st on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, go figure that he would, the freak is would be a... Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Like you. Well, not just born on Halloween. Oh, you know? yeah. That makes sense. It, Halloween is actually my favorite holiday. So. It's kind of growing into mine, to be honest. I think I Thanksgiving used to be mine, just because I'm a pig. The food. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fat ass pig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you were saying it's been a year. It's been a month, a year and a month since I've seen her last. And I... Like we we thought we both thought we would actually be together sooner than this, but uh, there's some crap that fell through uh, throughout it. So, I mean, it's it's going and it's it's going the right channels. It's just expensive and long, you know. So that is. Yeah. Uh, what else about? What else about marriage, marriage as a whole? How, how is it like communicating? So we like have to to purely work off of WhatsApp talking to each other mm, uh that between sense. that uh her job my job and the time difference uh I and mean, we're able to talk every day it's basically when she wakes up i i'm going to sleep but I talk, we talk for a little bit and when i wake up she what's the time difference between here and the philippines 13 hours God, yeah. yeah they're 13 hours both, ahead though. they're 13 like, hours hey, ahead, baby so. i love you but we gotta be friends man <laughs> <laughs> halloween is your favorite edwards that's cool it's a best. It's it's just you actually get to be creative, and it's not like yeah. a forced family integration holiday. It's like, hey, let's try to scare each other. Maybe Halloween just reminds me of my grandmother. Get drunk and dress sexy for no reason. And uh... <laughs> yeah, I usually don't dress sexy for Halloween, but I'm thinking of doing it this Halloween, like hmm. a sexy uh, Marvel character or something. Hey, Edwards, and anyone that's a Marine. Uh, so me and my uh, guys in my office are actually thinking about. 
dressing up for Halloween and would actually dress as all the people from the, uh, God damn it, what is that thing called? The security, God damn it, what is it called? The, the, the annual training we have to do, uh, the, the intel, the intel training, not cyber intel training we have to do where like, so there's this module we have to do once a year and for in, intel personnel you have to do twice a year actually and there's the slight variation one so harder. No, it's, it's 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 stupid. It's like hey, uh, don't place publicly accessible information, but sensitive information in like stupid places or take it out like don't leave your. It's basically saying don't leave your social in a stupid place. Cyber awareness. Thank you. Yeah. So we had Someone. we had it set up so <laughs> that my friend from the navy who works with us, he's an IS, uh, that he would dress up like Jeff because he looks exactly like him. So he'd have the what is this? Like a sweater vest with a long shirt and a tie. Mm. And then uh, one of the females that are at our shop could be the the chick that's always trying to get you to do crap that's illegal because she's dumb, not because she's trying to be an idiot. Like, mm. hey, would you like to download this music onto a, uh, onto a government computer, that type of thing? Like, yeah, but we're just not thinking about doing that for Halloween. See if we can actually be allowed to do that. It'd be kind of cool. Just making fun of the stupidity of the... Uh, Regurgitated you information. See, you can see Mars from here. You guys can't see it, but you can see Mars right here. That is cool. There's an app. I forgot what it's called. With the Star Tracker one? No, it's like you can see the planets on your app. Like where they would be? Like mm -hmm. the nice guy if, if there wasn't light pollution. That's cool. Um, I think I've, I think I may have used it before. I, I forgot what it's called. called. My teacher has it. <clears throat> but whatchamacallit. Got a, you got a concussion and Halloween, a damn neck, and when I went to medical, everyone was dressed up and thought I had brain damage. Anywho, yeah. No, you never um, told me that. Continue until the marriage topic. Uh, my my longest relationship, it wasn't a marriage. We were gonna get married, but he refused to sign a prenup. Um, we were together nine years. We had two kids. Um, you kind of miss having someone to come home to. So once you yeah. lose that, and then you start dating, and you see how stupid people are. That's actually why I don't want to go back to How dry the dating world is. And you're like, damn it. Like, I wish I was still married. I wish I was still with that person. I don't know how I would. I don't know. I, I have a hard time getting myself like. I got stitches from Kevin Curry. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what was going with that. Just, it's it's hard. and Dating sucks. But, yeah. Especially in this generation. Like, even, not even dating for me, like just going outside in the regular world every day. I mean, I probably get offered sex and marriage proposals like 20 times a day. You're saying you got proposed to by a random Yeah, today. Just... Today the guy was like, I want to marry you and put a baby in just you. Random dude we would have some stop. cute, yeah, we would have some cute babies. I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. I was like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> He's probably a homeless dude or something too, no? Or anyways. Just a weirdo. No, he's just, just a weirdo. Yeah. And then he looked all fucking dirty as fuck, too. Dirty ass nails, long ass nails. I'm like, you're out of your yeah, fucking homeless. mind. No, he wasn't homeless. <laughs> he joking. was just dirty. <laughs> and what do you think about kneeling to the flag? Uh, I can't do it, and I won't do it, but I don't really care. Honestly, like, I... Not me. I don't, I don't care. They didn't even used to do it. For, they didn't even used to, like, stand for the... They didn't even used to be on the field for the national anthem up until like 2006 or some crap like that. So like, I, uh, 
I I definitely wouldn't kneel to the flag or like uh, step on a flag or anything like that. But if they want to exercise their stepping freedom, on it, I have a much bigger issue with. That's what I'm saying. Kneeling on kneeling to it is taking a knee. It's it's silent protesting, but like really disrespecting the flag, like stepping on it or something. I have a problem with that because I feel like that's one of my dead homies. You know, that's how I feel, and. African-Americans have to understand that they were part of the Civil War just as much as the Native Americans were. They participated. They built this country. So if you're going to be against that, then by all means, go ahead and be against your own. But I, I feel know. like Edwards would chime in on this, but maybe maybe he will. But he's a very opinionated guy. especially when it comes He to could be on our podcast. Yeah, Edwards, do a podcast with us. Come on, <laughs> Edwards. Um, yeah, I mean... I, in principle, I, I, like I don't want them to do it, but I, I got I'm not hurt by them doing it. That, for the kneeling, like the stepping on it, that, that to me is something different. Like I, I probably would have a knee jerk reaction and deck somebody. Like I, that's yeah. like, even like they can kneel out in, on TV, but I think if I see them face to face, I might kick them in the forehead. No offense, well, but a, I might. They're in an, they're an NFL player, so they might be like six feet eight and oh. unreachable. You're kind of how tall are you? I'm just saying it's not practical. Five, five You're probably nine. just no, but I'm saying just a random person hit him on in the, the street oh. doing that. I get that the NFL players are doing it because you know they're they have a they're platform. Supposed to be, yeah, they have a platform. Whereas a lot of people don't. Model, but people on the fucking street shouldn't be doing that. I I feel like that could be a separate issue we bring up, but I don't really think athletes should be considered role models for people. I'm just <laughs> I know saying we, they, we have that way, they have the they have the platform. But yeah, every the whole world is watching. What are you going to do now? Absolutely. It's like they sit, you're mad. They kneel, you're mad. They're just silent protesting. I mean, it does bother me to some there's, extent. There's I'm not going to say it doesn't bother me because yeah. it does to some extent, but they have a right to do that. You yeah. know, this is America, whatever. This is America. No, I was just going to say real quick that there was, you said like they're, they're protesting, they're, people are mad, they're kneeling, they're, people are mad. And then I, I just remember this, there's a video of this guy that got tased. He was literally like very, very clearly responding to the cop like mm-hmm. every single command he made and he was like get on the ground with your hands like like this or something like that and he did it and he just goes and it's like everyone around there were like what the fuck like, what the crazy it's like did you just have an itchy trigger finger was that accidentally like, ptsd um but yeah we're gonna talk about c-span budget cuts trump is now C-SPAN. cutting the annual federal pay raise for the federal employees um also women in combat so that has a lot to do with why I wanted to talk about the budget cuts. Mm. I know it's not a good idea. It probably is not a good idea, but just think about it. The entire world has women on the front lines. Israel, the Kurdish people, fucking Syrians, all, all the goddamn ISIS, they use the women. We were talking about women in combat or women in, com- women in combat okay. and why budget cuts. If there were more women in combat, and things like that. I think that they would give more money. I actually just read. They would give more money. Edwards is calling To the Marines. I feel. Or whatever branch it is. Yeah. Because there's like. There's women involved now. Now we have to step up. I. I. To me. At the end of the day. It's like. If you could pull your weight. Just do it. I don't care what you look like. You know. I don't uh, care. I don't care either. But if you could meet the requirements. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. They're pretty that's, fucking that's, hard requirements. I'm going to tell you that. So just don't change the standard and we'll be fine. Because I feel like you have to be ready. Like uh, General Mattis said, he doesn't care if it's a woman. It's not It's not about if it's 
you know, I know what you're talking about. The female about. marine. It's about it verbatim. Being, it's it's about it being the right person for the job. Yeah. Basically, at the yeah. end of the day. Whoever me, does it best. Me, I train, and I'm like, fuck, man, just give me admin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if this is what you have to do, fuck, give me admin. Seriously. Okay, so Edwards is commenting. What about one of our friends' ideas that they had female battalions? I don't remember hearing this idea from him. Can you elaborate? <laughs> like female only battalions? Is that what you mean? I a friend of ours. So. That would be a good idea to avoid like the whole rape thing. That wouldn't uh, be a bad idea. I feel like logistically, good idea. <laughs> I think. You should. You better take credit for that. I I don't I don't know. About that, I have to look into that with the. Uh, I mean, they have because Israel. the thing is, when we start PMSing and we get our period, we're very fucking irrational. Like, there's been times <laughs> where I. She's fucking, a spokesperson for every female ever. Where, by the way. where I fight with my mom, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" And then I find out, oh, I was just PMSing. I think there was a <laughs> there was a comedian comedic sketch that was talking about how like you just need to get like. But like an all-female infantry regiment, just wait till they're all their periods are synced, and then send them and like send cut them out. Moves. Yeah. Yes, that's smart because if they hang out long enough, they're all gonna get on the same cycle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. That's crazy. That's why I try to keep females around me sometimes. I mean, away from me, not around me. Like you don't now, sync with somebody else. I'm on my friend's fucking cycle. <laughs> Everybody in the class, we're all in the same cycle. When I worked in Camp Pendleton, mm. all of us we were on the same cycle. I was like, God damn it, yeah. they would fuck me up. I don't know why I think, hormones do that. I think it might be. So he was saying that Israel actually does do it that way with a, a female battalion separately entirely. Oh, that's but I perfect. Think that's a smart that idea. Would probably work better if you think about it in a small country that doesn't. They don't deploy. They just fight on their own country's turf. So it's a lot logistically, like actually getting the facilities and whatnot separate is probably a lot easier. Why, why like would it work backyard. if the whole world is doing it and we're the only ones that aren't doing it? I'm. Well, it's just Israel that's doing the full, like the f- complete separation of the female independent I think, battalion. I think we should do that shit too. Take that shit from Israel. Take their idea. Shit, I just think I'd take a look. You guys can get know. so much more money. Like, especially from the fucking feminists. Oh my God. <laughs> the cash will ring. I think too many of them would argue with each other about like what the right answer is. Is it sexist because we're separating them or is it not sexist because it's... Who cares? Just get the get the budget. <laughs> I think you guys deserve. I fought for two years, for two fucking years, and I'm not even working there now. When I left Camp Pendleton, I was working at the mess hall. Okay, you should have just came over. I was working at the mess hall, and um, I was trying to get the guys an AC, right? And I was trying to get them TVs. It took two fucking years because the colonel did not want to release funds. I had to get the guys to sign petitions. A lot of that, to, and I almost lost my job. A lot of that isn't a money thing. Like I, I don't know. No, how, they said it was a money thing. They probably told you that, but a lot of it's just like that's what they said. Somebody didn't want to file the paperwork or what? Because like a lot of the time, like I get told all the time that we need that as a battalion we need to spend more money for training. But then I try to follow some stuff up, and they're like, "We we can't. We don't have the funds right now." It's like, but I, I know the I know the battalion's total budget, and I know we're about to roll over the year. But it's like, you can't afford it right now. It's basically someone somewhere along the way told you that because they don't want you to push through the paperwork because that means they have to do paperwork and they have to find the. It's it's just the bureaucracy. I pushed for it. I pushed for it, and I wrote the EEO, and I was like, "Listen, there's no AC here. We're all sweating on the fucking food. Like, come on!" And they finally got their, they finally got their AC in there. You know, their TVs. 
so I mean, I think a big chunk of that. I mean, fun is an issue, but it's also probably just like it's a bureaucracy. Bureaucracies work slow, especially the military because no one cares about it. Well, the area where <laughs> they had a problem giving it to shouldn't have been problem because mm. it was primarily dealing with a lot of guys who were like special forces and stuff. So it should have been right away. They should have given that to them. Mm. That's just how I feel. But whatever. All right. What else um, NASA and aliens. <laughs> okay. So, I got one for you, actually. What do you think, what percentage of the U.S. budget do you think NASA takes? 10%, 20%? I already know what it is. You know, oh, because I told you about this, yeah. Yeah, It's I less than a percent. The... So, all right, well, where do you want to go with this, though? I was just going to ask you, do you believe in aliens? And what yeah. do you think about the whole Space Force? So, uh, if I hadn't listened, listened to the podcast that I listened to, like, uh, like two weeks ago, I would have said it's it's a stupid idea. Like the Air Force and Navy, like handle all spacecraft. Like just let them keep doing it. They're doing it well. But then I listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast, and he talks in depth about how desperately needed the uh, the space force is to protect the Earth from asteroids, and how much of the sky, like the the actual, you know, entire planet's sky, is actually monitored. How much time would we need? As a warning to know before an asteroid hits the Earth. Uh, like 50 years. 50 years. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, it's a little crazy, but it's, it's like, it, it wasn't the Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast. It was Joe Rogan's podcast, but Neil deGrasse Tyson was on it. And he said that, uh, was it? I have no idea who that is. Anyway, um, that, like, Joe wanted an estimate. Like, if we see, like, an Earth killer, how much time do we need to save the earth and he said like uh he said at least 50 years and he's like what are you are you kidding me it's like i'm hoping for like a like three months six months it's like no yeah. like we have the technology to find find an earth killer in like six months but it's just enough to let us know hey we're gonna die in six months so <laughs> yeah that's probably how the dinosaurs died now we know it was an asteroid mm-hmm. i think that's been commonly um, for quite a while for the most but part. it was an asteroid yeah they just said the big bang theory that was like much, much before that. Mm. Um, yeah. The NASA, I think NASA was doing as a whole a great job for like technological development. I know as a, what do you call it? I forget the term for it, but it's like, Whenever you spend money on a government program, how much money you get in return in investment, like not just money, but also technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, every dollar spent on NASA was, it, I don't remember, I'm going to pull something out of my ass. I'm not going to say a number, but it was like, it is the most successful, like money and technology multiplier investment that the US government has ever had. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oops. Hang on one second.